0: We continue through this sermon series that we began the, the year with, Holy Rhythms, considering the, the fundamental rhythms that anchor us in the life of God alongside one another. And uh, like last week, this is less rhythm-focused and more what the gift of music might help us appreciate about God's Word. And, and really, in most cases during this series, we have uh, taken and considered the scriptures given to us by that uh, the Sunday lectionary, which is the case today. Name that tune, originally by Dolly Parton, done afresh by Whitney Houston for the Bodyguard soundtrack. I Will Always Love You. Yeah, that remarkable anthem to love eternal. And if you know that song, you know there's this moment about three-quarters of, of the way through the song where, where there's this slow, beautiful build in, in, in the verse that, that builds to this complete silence, like three full seconds of silence until the bass drum hits, and then Whitney takes it next level. And uh, 8.30 didn't get it either, but you know, you know. But man, that three full seconds of silence. What amazes me about that is how this song, it's building with the lyrics, the movement, the rhythm in such a way that when the silence arrives, it's completely silent in one hand, but it's also so full. It's not an empty silence, right? It's a silence full of everything that has come before that, everything that's about to come. It's this silence that's, that's alive. In classical music, that's called the grand pause. This moment where the piece is at once so full, but also definitely at rest the prophet isaiah i think speaks about a kind of grand pause rest in the scripture from isaiah 58 something that's 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 not just a nap or a little extra sleep those those might be nice but but sort of a down to the soul kind of peace that is at once so full and active and also at rest. And Isaiah even explains how we might receive such a unique gift. But before we get there, I want to consider that passage in Isaiah 58, and it sure seems initially like we're going in the very exact opposite direction from anything restful. Isaiah 58, Isaiah is prophesying in a time of significant transition for the people of God. They're coming back from being in exile in Babylon, and and they're returning to their home and trying to rebuild the temple, and they're worshiping life in Jerusalem. Of course, not all are, are returning. It's been years since they've been able to come back to Jerusalem. Many found a home in exile, but... But certainly a core are returning and doing the work. And the scripture today does make it clear that in many ways they are kind of some of the ideal temple goers, right? They quote, delight to learn God's ways. People of scripture. Uh, They regularly call upon God that God's righteous judgments might be known. People of prayer. Uh, They regularly fast. They discipline their their bodies, and and, and they bow their heads and and lie in uncomfortable sackcloth and ashes. Okay, spiritual disciplines. They are actively doing a whole lot of faithful things. And then at the outset of our scripture this morning, that again, the guy read, God tells the prophet Isaiah to, to tell these active people this. Isaiah, raise your voice like a trumpet. The trumpet instrument used to usually in that time call people to war. It was a summons. It was, of course, loud. Wake you up. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sin. You may have caught the people understandably speak up. God, why do we fast but you do not see? Humble ourselves but you don't notice Quite literally, why do we afflict ourselves? Like, to the point of pain, we're kind of tired and and working this thing, and you do not notice us. We are, after all, the ones returning from exile after uh, being apart for a while, and we're the ones carrying the load, doing the work of reestablishing ourselves in Jerusalem. Maybe, before any trumpet blasts, a little noticing, a little blessing could be an order. Maybe we relate to at least some of the sentiment, right? We're actually the ones returning from pandemic exile. We're the ones coming back and leading efforts and serving on committees and and doing the, the work of the church and carrying whatever load it is. And, you know, come all those who are weary and burdened, sounds like. The promised invitation that would be a welcome one upon God's lips. In their case, God declares that something is off with all this activity. You serve your own interests and oppress your own workers. Actively working, blind, even actively harmful to your neighbor. And you heard God goes on to say, Is this not the fast, the spiritual discipline? I choose to loose the bonds of injustice, to, to let the oppressed go free, to share your bread with the hungry, to bring the homeless into your house, to, to when you see the naked, to cover them, to not hide yourself from your kin, your family. In other words, to, to show up for your family. God here is hardly negating the spiritual practices of, of prayer and, and, and fasting as a abstaining from food and, and so forth. But, but but very much, God is providing a full, true definition of, of a fast, right? Three just very brief observations about this litany we just heard about a true fast. One, all those verbs, loose, share, bring, clothe, show up. We are not given any details about the precise way to live into those verbs. The precise people, the location, the there are no particulars attached number two we're not told to go and do this so as to save the world there's no instruction here that 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 we are the fundamental answer that that is that is that is god's work there's a call here but there's not an instruction to go and 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 solve all the problems and then three All those verbs are very difficult to do, if not impossible, unless you're near one another. Loose chains, share bread, bring into your house, cover the naked, don't hide from your kin, show up for your family. The same points really implied in that passage we heard in Matthew where Jesus says, you're the salt of the world. Salt is no good as a preservative or a flavor enhancer unless it is right there on the food, proximate. The fasting that God desires, it is proximate work. It's close up. Names and faces are assumed in these verbs if they are substantial and sustainable in any way. You know, one of the more remarkable refrains I have heard said aloud in the office here at First Presbyterian Church uh, nearly every single day since the office doors reopened in 2021, and, and, and there are these just, it's just five words, so tell me about yourself, so tell me about yourself. Often, where my door is, it's the voice of Christina Bondeson, our office manager. But I hear it from from the other staff members. I hear it from from some of you congregants who are in and out of the space during the work week. Some of you who volunteer in the office uh, have various versions of this fundamental five-word refrain. So, tell me about yourself. Always, it is directed towards someone coming into the office area Uh, in some kind of need, looking for some kind of assistance or maybe food, uh, wondering about renting a space or a room in this building, wondering about how to figure out where to get a Social Security card. So tell me about yourself, and and immediately a name and and a story, and oftentimes we find that the folks are coming in are are children of Georgetown, born and raised, and these five simple words, they become this bridge from sort of those people, that person, to we, us. Because the truth is, we don't know what particular expression of of love to be about in any given situation without the relationship. There, There really is no meaningful, sustainable loosing, sharing, hosting, covering, clothing, showing up for, unless they become us unless its names and its faces so tell me about yourself isn't that precisely how God has come among us the word became flesh and dwelt walked among us and called us by name I wonder where God might be calling forth those five words from our lips so tell me about yourselves and and if 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 they became we in whatever space that unfolds, how then will we not be able to to discern more and more a a desire and and, and a way to to share, to welcome, to feed, to show up? And what if leaning into, not, not away from, but actually leaning into this kind of work, That can be substantial and and heavy and complicated. What if, paradoxically, that is where the promise of deep rest is discovered? For them and us. I mean, hear the promise God gives about this kind of work that at first blush may sound like, Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, as as you're doing this work. Your gloom, (laughs) it'll be like the noonday. Your healing will spring up. The Lord shall satisfy your needs in parched places. Make your bones strong. You'll be like a watered garden, a spring of water that never fails. And that's a promise that's far more than a mere nap or some extra sleep. That is a down-to-the-bones, vitalizing kind of rest. The Lord will satisfy you in the parched places. And so each time we play the notes of God's anthem of love, every time the Holy Spirit works through us to loose chains, share bread, welcome one another, clothe the naked, show up for family. Each time we we, we step more fully and vulnerably into a so-tell-me-about-yourself kind of connection. There is both an to fullness to the work and, and, and at the same time a rest a grand pause fullness is the promise for this kind of fast which maybe doesn't surprise us in some ways, isn't that what Jesus said Where, whatever you did for the least of these you did for me how often it's 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 somehow it's in them, through them, with them, the ones that God calls us toward, that the promised rest of Jesus Himself arrives, the living waters of Jesus Himself arrives uh, unto us. Oh, may God place on the tips of our tongues, the tips of our hearts, those five words. So tell me about yourself that we might practice a true fast that we might serve that we might see Jesus and in of all places discover in that work the promised rest amen